<laughs> yes, and you too can hire this velvety, silky voice to put you to sleep right here with Max. I really do feel like between you and I, Max, we should oh we should launch a you know sort of a, a sequel podcast, and we could just be you know like uh, After Dark, After Dark, where it's just, just you know tune in to go right to sleep. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I really believe in working the creative muscle right. and working that rest muscle, and then of course everyone's familiar with the like get up and at him, you know, Monday morning muscle, which is yeah. the worst, worst <laughs> muscle to work ever. Oh, but you have God, to. Right? But you need both. Everyone knows that. But yeah. people don't think about, you know what, you got to wind down for your own health primarily, but also like you'd be surprised at the inspiration that comes on the other side oh, of forcing yourself to just stop for a moment. Right, right. Um, oh, excellent you know, points. And a lot of it's customer service, you know, explaining how it works for new people that are less experienced. I don't just work within like, you know, with casting agents, you know, I, I also work, you know, for like, you know, small startup companies. I have a good voice for phone systems. Oh, so yes, like a lot absolutely. of people want me to do, you know, if you want to reach the customer service department, press two. If you want to meet us, just skip to the end, press zero. You know, like that, that kind yeah, of thing I do a lot. Yeah, your, your call is very important to us. Please. Right. <laughs> See, when everyone else just says that, I mean it, Max. When I say the call matters, it does. It does you can know that. Uh, I love that. That is awesome. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. I'm Max Cole, and you know me as the host and producer of this show, and I'm broadcasting live there on the Mixler app. Shout out to everybody that is listening live and those in the chat. But we are broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun is starting to set, and that beautiful moonlight is slowly approaching us here. Thanks so much for joining me on this broadcast here on a Monday night to remind all of our listeners that you can listen to all the episodes of this show if you subscribe to our podcast there on itunes you can also find us on stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud and google play remember if you or some you know would like to be a guest on this podcast make sure you reach out to me via the contact link that's on our website please make sure you have some skin in the game though prior to reaching out and by skin in the game you certainly need to have a few credits under your belt that's something that we value for our own credibility besides we've got to have something to talk about i also strongly encourage you to follow us on twitter at cinema after dark for the latest show updates i want to remind everyone listening that this is information and discussion based podcast we do not censor ourselves and we sure the hell do not censor our guests so please keep in mind that there might be views and opinions expressed on the show that may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We've got a great guest here tonight, gentlemen that I've been trying to get on this program here for quite some time. So I'm glad he's on. His name is Jonathan T. Coleman. Let me tell you a little bit about Jonathan. Jonathan T. Coleman is the vice president at Guy Walks Into a Bar. For 10 years, he has worked to support and develop the company's film and television projects. Most recently, Sully, that Clint Eastwood Tom Hanks movie there. Very good movie, by the way. He's a graduate of Wheaton College, where he studied media and created several award-winning short films. In addition to his film and television work, Jonathan is an accomplished voiceover artist, producing work for IMAX Corporation, Vanderbilt University, Kickstarter, and many, many others. And let me bring this gentleman on the program. Jonathan, how's it going, sir? 
Max, that might be the nicest series of things anyone has said about me uh, <laughs> that I sent you to tell people to say about me. Uh, so thank you for that. Oh, my. I didn't read the fine print. That's what it was. You know? <laughs> there were some things in fine print. I just kind of glossed over them there, you know, a couple warnings. Well, any plug is a plug. I'll, I'll, I'll pay you after this, uh, after we've closed today. Yeah. My God, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the yeah. program here, man. And uh, yeah, it's going to be some fun here. I'm uh, looking forward to this. And God, there's much to discuss. I really want to kind of dive right in here if you're ready, if your seatbelt is strapped. I'm so ready. I, I go without seatbelt. So <laughs> I'm, I'm here in my desk chair. And uh, we're just going to have to make do. But um, yeah, I'm super excited. This is so cool. I was telling you before that I right. I know of your podcast. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a lovely... Um, evening program i guess for you tonight although you 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 broadcast later than this often yeah usually uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah usually a little late night action here uh, trying to try to get folks yeah. before they go to sleep or put them to sleep with our podcast i was gonna say <laughs> between you and me we ought to be able to get there it's, i know uh, right yeah it's, uh new york city is where i'm based and so it's already oh. uh three hours in the future okay in case you're wondering it gets better oh fantastic uh, good three stuff. hours from now my yeah. goodness, the chaos. So you're in the heart of New York City? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, right oh off God. of uh, Central Park. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. That's that's cool. I'm in Los Angeles. So, yeah, we are the uh, tale of two cities there in terms of this entertainment thing. That's for sure. And, uh, yeah, folks, shout out to everybody that's listening right now. I really appreciate you tuning in. Remember, if you have a question for Jonathan, feel free to plug that in the uh, chat, and we will certainly get that over to him. But let's dive right in here, sir, and, and talk about where you were born and raised and how you got started in the entertainment industry yeah so i was i'm i'm, I'm an iowa boy oh the midwest cool. the heartland yes sir yes sir see yeah. uh not actually a farm boy but i knew a lot of farmers wow uh nearby you know um, a little fresh uh, a little fresh produce there yeah it was no it's a beautiful <laughs> be iowa is a wonderful state nice I, I get back as often as i can but there's not a lot of film uh, in uh, in that area, so mm -hmm. I, it was sort of from from a pretty young age, you know, uh, definitely by high school, I was pretty sure I wanted to pursue something to do with storytelling, and and the most obvious direction felt like you know making making movies, wow. which we did all the time. All my friends and I, we had uh, I convinced my mother to buy us the uh, the uh, state of the art at the time digital camcorder, oh, yes. like yeah. some time ago. So it, it, digital had just become a thing you could actually have yourself for a home camcorder, right? Yeah. I told my mom, I was like, listen, don't you want our, our, our beautiful memories of this family to be in crisp, high-definition <laughs> visuals? And isn't that not worth the cost? I guess it was standard definition. HD yeah. wasn't even a thing yet. Yeah, it was, and, right. Uh, and, uh, and she went for it, and then I ended up, you know, subsequently just filming me and my friends, just like goofing around, making little, like, joke comedy sketches. and Nice little shorts and stuff and i actually beat star wars kid to the punch we had a whole <laughs> choreographed and i'm serious a whole choreographed lightsaber duel oh nice three players and then i did a whole cgi thing yeah i was gonna ask about you glowing lightsabers yeah nice, yeah. So nice. I, I was early to the bandwagon with the uh the the, the geek the nerd, nerd <laughs> oh that's awesome though that's pretty yeah. awesome. By the way, is anybody in your family really into films? Or you know, I'm I'm the one that's the most into it. I mean, everyone mm -hmm. loves a good everyone loves a good flick. And you know, oh well, you know, it's funny. My uh, my mother and stepfather, I just introduced them to Netflix. Oh my! A uh, year ago, are they addicted? Well, now? I haven't I haven't heard from them since, <laughs> since last Christmas. So it's been it's I, I think they like it, but it's you know who knows what's happened. Oh yeah, they're done. Um, they're they're toast yeah. now. Wow. Yeah, they've been sucked in. 
God. Hey, it's uh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful products, you know. But would they like what you're doing too? Are they kind oh, of? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it, it's fun because you know I, I actually know a fair number of you know like uh, you know the actors and names and directors and what have you but my mom was uh you know it, not someone who knew everyone's like she would she knew Harrison Ford I was like oh yeah Harrison Ford he's doing this you know and uh obviously now that we've we, we uh, my company has done uh, a film with Tom Hanks and Clint Eastwood yeah uh, she recognized those names but a lot of the stuff we 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 develop for the old uh production company she's like oh that's that sounds like a lovely person. And I'm like, you don't know who that, who that actress is at all. Do you? She's like, no, I, I don't. I <laughs> not, not as not following it so closely. So, but no, oh, but they, they, they love it. Everyone loves stories. Everybody loves telling stories, hearing stories. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's, it's pretty yeah. cool. It's really the study in some ways or the portrayal of human behavior. Absolutely. You know? No, we, we're, we, I believe this firmly. We are, uh, you know, we communicate in story. Like we're using words right this second. Right. And if, if we could if we could see each other, as much yeah. as it sounds like we're in the same room right now, we're not. But if we could see each other, you know, we'd be communicating with with sort of visual cues. But in terms of how we actually convey the things that really stick in your brain, you know, it's it's storytelling. It's that it's the you know, one day I was walking down the street and then bam, you know, I I <laughs> makes it like bam, I was hit by a no, an idea. Not 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 vehicle. But you know, it's 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 yeah, it's how we human beings communicate you know i I was i was raised in a sort of a small you know hometown iowa church and as a little kid it was weird because i didn't understand why but i always remembered if the preacher said something about you know there was a story about his family and his kids and something like that Mm, yeah and and in hindsight it's like oh well of course because especially as a kid but you know like anyone like you're going to remember the cool fun story about the ridiculous thing someone did that you know and they're designing it to to prove a point or what have you whatever they're trying to do but That's fundamental to human nature. Yeah, it's so true. Right yeah. on to that. I want to kind of dive right in and talk about your work experience. Obviously, you've got a killer voice. My goodness, <laughs> certainly have that broadcast voice there, sir. And I want to dive right in and talk about some of the work that you've done and what some of these experiences have been like for you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little clip here, a little clip of yours of some of your voiceover work. So folks listening out there, I'm going to play something here. To start the new year in style, start at the Cedar Rapids Chrysler year-end wrap-up. Whether you're buying for the family or treating yourself, you'll find special lease rates on hundreds of vehicles in stock. Let's see. Climb Mount Everest. Done. Skydiving in Borneo. Yep, that's checked off too. Barreling over Niagara Falls. (laughs) That's too risky. After years of rather arrogant indifference, your wife's cat suddenly likes laying in your lap. Possibly the only downside to extremely soft jeans. The Ultimate Jeans by Gustin. Your prospective client doesn't see your extensive experience or your tailored suit. They see streaks running across your illegible proposal. If you're not using HP toner, you're not getting HP printing. Because how you look can depend on how you look on paper. Do you wake up every morning and show up looking like your mommy dressed you? It's not exactly the image you want to have, is it? Well, mom can scratch that chore off her list when you tell her that you'll be buying your own clothes from now on by yourself at Anderson's Menswear. Our baby backs are back at Henry's Barbecue. Seasoned, smoked for hours, then slathered in our very own honey sweet barbecue sauce. Hurry in to Henry's Barbecue. Our babies are back, but only for a limited time. 
Oh, my. It's just awesome work right there. <laughs> yes, and you, too, can hire this velvety, silky voice to put you to sleep right here with Max. I really do feel like between you and I, Max, we should, oh we should launch a, you know, sort of a, a sequel podcast, and we could just be, you know, like uh, After Dark, After Dark, where it's just, just, you know, tune in to go right to sleep. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, the power of the voice is quite profound, and obviously you've done some fantastic work would you mind kind of talking about you know some of these clients that you've worked with i didn't kind of mention that at the beginning of the podcast there but how did that stuff manifest too as well i mean how do you get this work because i mean i think the voiceover world is so cool but i think a lot of people that may not be familiar with it, uh, you know, kind of wonder how to get into that kind of thing. Yeah, of course. No, it's it, it. I wondered the very same thing. It's funny because, you know, like I told you, I was a Midwest kid, went to, I, I was able to go to college and I knew I wanted to do the storytelling thing, at, you know, in some way. And, yeah. you know, sort of, I wound my way back and forth to get to, you know, some version of the Hollywood deal here in New York. But, you know, in college, I ended up getting a gig at uh, WETN, Wheaton College Radio, which was the very first sort of exposure to broadcast of any kind using nothing but your voice, you know, just the audio. Right. Yeah. And so it was we had way few listeners than I'm sure you have. It was, uh, you know, I think at best a couple hundred people and a range, a range of like, you know, five miles. Ah. Yeah, but, not bad, uh, you but know. still, that's yeah, no, yeah. yeah, not nothing. Although I did, I will say, as a freshman, they stuck me on the graveyard shift, oh. so it was twelve to four, ah. and I would. Uh, this is before like texting, you know. So I would like email my friends, and be like, "You guys, please call in, <laughs> just so I have somebody to talk to." You don't even have to request a song, you know. I'll try to play it, <laughs> but at least nice. you know, keep me company. But it was, you know, it was a fun. You know, a bit, bit of a grueling shift, but a really fun experience. Yeah. And I only ended up doing that for a year before moving on to some other stuff. But it wasn't until 2000 and, geez, where are we now? Like 2009? No, no, yes. Yeah, yeah. 17. And, isn't it crazy? Yeah. It's, it's, oh, my goodness. I, I always forget the to sign the checks, you know, date them properly. Me too. And I'm using fewer and fewer checks every year. So I know, right? Rob, some worse every year. So it's like, <laughs> by, by May, I'll have to write my first check of that year. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, this is... Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you know, so the, I did the radio thing, and then I was uh, in New York uh, pursuing the film deal. I was uh, started off as an assistant, and you know, I mean, it's uh, if you're if you're a non-writing producer type of person, you know, you've got your Bruckheimer who's doing very well for himself, but like if you're not. Bruckheimer, you know, you, you, you have to really put in the hours and the time. And even then, like you may not be able to, you know, it's just tough to get by. And Manhattan True. is not mm-hmm. the affordable city. It's like LA. My God. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's getting worse and worse. So it's like, uh, you know, it's it, at the time I was like, you know, I should, I, I saw the road ahead of me and I was like, this is a long road, uh, before, uh, any amount of success. If ever I should probably, think of other ways to hustle myself out there. Right. And so it was just sort of like a crazy thing. It happened that my brother had been interested in some voiceover stuff and was taking some, he was more interested in the character things, you know, which you actually have more of out in Los Angeles than uh, really than anywhere else in the world. But he's, he's also here in New York. And so we were talking and I was like, Oh, that's, that's right. I did. I did that radio thing. That would be something I could try to do. So I, I took some classes and, and, uh, this great place called edge studio that has a, they have location in New York and I know they have satellite stuff in uh, DC and I think LA and Chicago. 
but they did the whole thing like soup to nuts. You know, it's like classes on like building the business, which is everything from like the website to the cards to just like the way you present yourself to like your branding. Yeah. And then they help you put the, you know, the sort of the first demo together and like teach you how to go on auditions. And it's crazy because, you know, I went into storytelling thinking behind the camera, you know, the, the, the telling the story, not in the story. Right. <laughs> I had no like zero acting experience. Hmm. Wow. And I, it's weird that I did not think I would need to act to do voiceover. I was like, yeah, you just read the copy, you know. Right. And uh, just, you know, a green little, you know, performer that I was. And so I uh, learned a huge amount. It took about two years worth, you know, because I had my full time job. So it was like class here, class there. Right. Mm -hmm. As I'm together. But like 2011 rolls around beginning of 2012. And it was like off to the races, you know, let's wow. uh, let's do this. And so um yeah, it's it's been um, a series of you know you just put yourself out there, you audition a lot. It's like a you know regular acting, screen acting job, and you know a few lucky connections here and there. And you know I I made a point of putting in some time every single day, just you know to be sure I was pushing the rock up the hill as best I could. And I see. Eventually, if you're putting in that consistent time, I think with anything, right? It's like really consistency that gets in everybody's way, which is sometimes your fault for not like you know pushing yourself, and sometimes it's just life. It's like really hard to carve out time. Like everyone That's so knows true. that. Oh my. But I was, I was I was pretty desperate. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hustling this pretty consistently, and I felt like I had a halfway decent shot, sort of having done the radio thing before and knowing like I wasn't I wasn't crazy yeah. thinking book something here or there. So wow, it's kind of crazy yeah. how that kind of manifests there over the years for you. You said a lot of hustling. Is there anything like are there any pointers that you would give out to folks that might be out there that want to obtain work or jump into this? Is there anything that you kind of did early on that? Or that you kind of reflect on now that you did early that you know, sort of got the the wheel spinning there. That's a great question, Max. The um, I mean, the biggest thing really is that consistency. Um, finding yeah. a way, uh, and this is true with voiceover and literally everything else in life. Um, so every every single day, do something. I have this. I know it's it's um, what do they call it? The chain link. Yeah. Theory or something. I know Jerry Seinfeld's a big proponent of it. I know Stephen King is as well as a yeah. writer. I have sort of a modified version of it. I, I try to do, you know, if I'm working on a project or working towards a goal, whatever it is, I do every single day. You know, there's no gap days, barring like extreme. And extreme doesn't mean like, oh, I don't feel like it today. It means like, no, you had to make that dentist appointment happen or like you were under the weather with the flu and you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you know, achieve that goal that day. Right. But do every single day you can, except I do make a special point of taking at least a day off every week, you know, like a Saturday or a Sunday, typically one of those two, um, not always both. But do you actually get that time off? Do you, or are you looking at the phone like me? I, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I will, I will see the phone and then I'll think about the phone, but I try, I really, really try. I think, I think it's, I think especially in our culture and, and elsewhere in the world as well, can really elevate working to a place of like, uh, you know, like you're worshiping it. It takes over your entire life yeah. to the point that it will actually begin to do damage that you will not sort of see for like years and years and years. But there's such an interesting, you know, we talk about like creative muscles and like developing like, you know, like the, the, the whatever skills you need to, to, to succeed in whatever you're, you're pursuing. But oh, I yeah. think like, mm -hmm. I think there's like a rest muscle. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, like it, yeah. it actually takes effort. If you got like, get in a groove and you have momentum, that's fantastic. Yeah. But after enough momentum of like, you know, five, six days of it, finding yourself like trying to stop, you, you feel yourself still rolling forward. So it actually takes like this active, like, listen, take a breath, take a beat, calm yourself. I'll do a little bit of meditation, that kind of a thing sometimes. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful practice. Oh yeah. Therapeutic. 
No doubt about that. It really is. And it helps you sort of like put things in perspective. And then so you have to, I really believe in working the creative muscle and working that rest muscle. And then, of course, everyone's familiar with the like get up and Adam, you know, Monday morning muscle, which is the worst, worst (laughs) muscle to work ever. But you have to, but you need both. Everyone knows that, but people don't think about, you know what, you got to wind down for your own health primarily, but also like you'd be surprised at the inspiration that comes on the other side. Oh, forcing yourself to just stop for a moment. Right, right. Um, oh, excellent you know? points. Oh, yeah, so that's, fantastic that's, points. I'm glad you talked right. about that. Yeah, yeah sure. That's yeah, that's you know this work life balance thing is so critical in life, and no matter what field you're in. So it's cool hearing your perspective too, as somebody who does this you know entertainment thing, and obviously a lot, a lot of your work happens behind a lovely microphone there. So uh, it's cool hearing yeah. your you know your perspective on. You know how you kind of balance out your life because it's so essential in everything that we do. So glad you talked about that. Now, do clients typically reach out to you, or do you reach out to clients, or is it kind of a kind of a tug of war? You know, kind of a give and take. I wish it was a tug of war between clients to get me. That would be <laughs> that would be the ideal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's you know like I said, so I'm auditioning pretty consistently every yeah. single day. Sort of, I'm putting myself out there every day. Mm-hmm. But I do definitely at this point, you know, I've been doing this like almost 10 years. Yeah. I have a, uh, a lot of people that will reach out to me who have come back and I, I, I you know, I pride myself on professionalism. So right. one of the things I learned in the classes I was taking were some of those like tips and tricks about, you know, listen, if someone has you record a spot for them, be absolutely sure you never share that spot with anyone without getting express permission. You know, like, True, a, that's exactly. the, like a demo can't be put together without getting permission to share this piece and that piece because it's a proprietary thing right. you're selling your services and they get to receive that product and it's theirs right right um, so you know there's that business piece and, yep. and, and those legalities and, too oh, such exactly. a big part of intellectual property in general yeah but, yeah precisely right, right. Oh, that's good yeah yeah but yeah I, I i also you know there's a variety of you know i live in new york so there's like some auditions you can actually like go to physically mm-hmm. But, you know, this is part of the beauty of the web. And I mean, there's a dark side to the web, but there is also like the way that we can, you know, I can like, like, much like I've done with you here tonight, like I can dial in, I have a special sort of uh, equipment set up where I'm able to sound like reasonably decent, uh, even though I'm in a totally different space than, you know, like any clients I have out in Los Angeles that I'm recording for. And, you know, I'll, uh, I'll sometimes do a dial in for an audition or they'll reach out to me and we'll set up a time and the director will be in the room and he's directing us to, you know, to get the, get the copy down. And, um, yeah, you know, it's every, every day looks different, yeah. but every day is also somewhat the same in terms of like the grind of like, you know what, put yourself out there, be auditioning and then like fielding the requests. And a lot of it's customer service, you know, explaining how it works for new people that are less experienced. I don't just work within like, you know, with casting agents, you know, I, I also work, you know, for like, you know, small startup companies, but I have a good voice for phone systems. Oh, so yes, I get a lot absolutely. of people who want me to do, you know, if you want to reach the customer service department, press two. <laughs> if you want to meet us, just skip to the end, <laughs> press zero. You know, like that, that yeah, kind of that, thing I do a lot. Yeah, that your, your call is very important to us. Please. Right. <laughs> See, when everyone else just says that, I mean it, man. When I say the call matters, it does. You guys can, all, you can know that. Uh, I love that. That is awesome. <laughs> so you're that guy all right Jonathan. i'm that guy My yes God. sir that's awesome we have a heart we have feelings <laughs> uh very cool though what you're doing by the way do you have like a very strict schedule and do you, do you try to kind of stick to some type of structure with your schedule or yeah do you, you I, utilize a lot of flexibility 
Another great question. I don't want to come across as too blowhardy, <laughs> but I have a rigorous schedule. I do, I do stick to a pretty, I mean, for, for a long while, I was getting up at seven, auditioning, you know, like, well, you have to warm up a little bit. So like auditioning like 7.30 until like nine. Mm, yeah. And then doing any, any like jobs that come over during the night with people that I like have worked with and know me and are like, hey, turn this around when you can. I'll try to like record those, you know, nine to 10 yeah, and then switch gears and do the, uh, you know, development work and the, uh, the producing, uh, the biz thing right. from you know, like 10 to seven. We, we usually do like 10 to seven for the producing stuff mm-hmm. on the East coast so that we can interface with LA as late as is like semi reasonable. Nice. It's like I said, we're three hours ahead, but, um, yeah. yeah. And then after that, you know, I'll, I'll try depending on the day. And again, this all, like I, I have these aspirations and I can stick to it a lot, but you also have to, you know, you have to throw it out the window if it's just a not so type of week. A oh, good point. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, I, I, I believe strongly in having like principles mm-hmm. and being very intentional. I think it's super important to be intentional in like work and relationships and just anything. Good point. But right. you gotta, you gotta roll with it. You have to take a, I had a mentor of mine once told me, you've got to take a rigid stance of total flexibility. Oh, that's so true. That's I've so always true. took that to heart. I like so, that. You got to. So. Might, have to. might have to borrow that there, Jonathan. I might have Please to do. Please do. It's not mine. It's <laughs> you can't sue me later for borrowing that now. <laughs> I, do. I never sue. I have other news. <laughs> Jersey. Uh, hilarious Jersey. <laughs> I'm going to leave that go. Oh, my. <laughs> now, this rate thing. How do you negotiate your rate with a client? Do you have standard rates and or are you flexible? Because, like, say, the, you know, the indie filmmaker who's got, like, very little budget here and he wants to make sure you're compensated, but he's also got to figure out how the hell he can get the edit done on the film. Yeah. Now, do you work with people in terms of the rates? Absolutely. I definitely, you know, there's there's sort of a standard in the voiceover business where you have, you know, a, a buyout process. So when I do recordings that are going to be like a regional commercial for like, let's say, a car dealership. Mm, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, cars, cars, cars this weekend. All the Chevys must go. You know, that that's <laughs> they, they have to pay me a certain amount. It's way different if you're like doing the actual guild thing with mm, yeah. uh, more royalty related stuff and like a, a national type Absolutely. of uh, a campaign, but um, regionally it's just, you know, I, I do full buyout and there's a, there's a fee for that type of thing. But no, absolutely. When I do, I do a lot of nonprofit stuff. Nice. So I do that kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's not pro bono, but it can get real close depending on what the cause or, you know, what's going on with it. Yeah. And a lot of that's, you know, schedule dependence. And then, you know, yeah, absolutely anything that, you know, artistic that I'm really compelled by. I mean, it's a sliding scale that's not like set in stone. It's just kind of like, listen, I have a limited amount of time in the day to do all of this. You know, as I said, like this was sort of a rigid schedule. But if I love what you're doing, I've been getting into some uh, some video game type projects that are, you know, all of that so far is forthcoming. I don't think the first one's launched yet. Yeah, but, we're, you know, we're going to talk about that. By the way, save your thunder. Awesome. Definitely, awesome. Uh, I, I saw that. Yeah, it's a uh, that's another awesome thing that you're doing too. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in one second here because that one stuck out to me because I'm a gamer, so I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, awesome. By the way, what's your normal turnaround time? You know, for projects, do you, do you try to keep the one, or do you just kind of work with a client on whatever they're kind of expecting? Yeah, standard is pretty much you'll have it for sure within six days maximum. And that's just sort of allows like, you know, and that's like pretty much any length. I mean, I'll say like, listen, if this is a an audio book that usually takes longer than six days. Absolutely. But but I'll I'll do anything way, way quicker. I can do stuff within, you know, 24 hours, within 12 hours easily. It's just I typically charge. 
a sort of a rush fee so that you can jump ahead of like whatever else was on my plate and other clients who, you know, might be expecting something. It's like, well, you know, if I'm willing to cram you in and, you know, like uh, stay up way, way later, get up way earlier. But it's it's a, you know, additional cost for that. Right. But again, I also I'll work with clients like if there's no way they can fit that in the budget and we need it within, you know, 24 hours or else. Obviously, I approach I mentioned this just in passing before. Yeah. Customer service is so much a part of it. You know, like the performance has to be perfect. It just has to be exactly what they need. But you also have to just, you know, expect that they're it, it, it's more nuanced than the customer is always right. But. Max, the customer's always right. I mean, you know, you, you just have to you have to like listen to them, yeah. hear what their issue is, and be like, listen, I would love to help you. If you cannot help, if I if I am not able to get something in within a day uh, because my schedule just doesn't allow it, I will be like, you know, I, I I if I could, I would. But I always try to like cram cram stuff in if it's uh, if it's needed. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good that you you know value customer service. Have you ever had anyone that's like you know a dick? You know, just just an asshole. Somebody yeah. just painting the ass, you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's there. It's the old like eighty twenty rule. It's like if there's there's like, like twenty uh, percent like of the people or eighty percent of the headache. And so I I try to I never like sever a bridge, but I will I will sort of like turn around, walk back off the bridge, put up a sign saying you know <laughs> there be dragons, do not cross that bridge. <laughs> I guess it's trolls. There be there <laughs> <Yeah>, be trolls. <laughs> you know, they, they, yeah. There's always like someone who's and and I also try to just personally be like, listen, probably having a really bad day. Their haircut sucks. You know, right. like uh, something is going on here that I had no piece of, and so I can just know it's not me, it's them, and just be okay with it. But then you know, try not to get involved with another project. Uh, oh yeah, good point. If I can help it, yeah, you know, yeah, like like with anything. Yeah, absolutely. But like short-term goals, long-term goals, is there anything that you would like to see manifest there in the short-term and long-term? Another great question. You are professional, sir. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, short-term, it's funny because everybody's a screenwriter, you know, in LA yeah. and, and, and it's not as much in New York. So it's cool because New York has such a breadth of people, you know, like it's LA does as well, but it's more of the one industry town I mm. mean, in, in, in right. some regards. Mm-hmm. And New York is like uh, a lot of finance, but it's also just a lot of everything. Yeah. So it's cool because I'm not, you know, when I go to a coffee shop, it's not 30 people all writing their screenplay. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's one person writing their screenplay <laughs> and that person's me. Right, right. I, I, I've taken it upon myself to get better at writing. I've, I've always written, you know, something, but I, I wanted to be more uh, diligent about it. It's sort of like once I got the ball rolling on the voiceover business, mm-hmm. And it's gotten to a place where it's it's self-sustaining for the time being. You never know. But that ball is rolling. I was like, okay, what would be the thing that would most help me with the development work that I do? You know, which is like taking a story, picking it apart into its component pieces, checking each piece, making sure it's as good as it can possibly be. You know, making sure the align the the, the writer's intentions are lining up with our goals for the project. All that stuff. Right. The best way for me to really ensure I'm doing that job those responsibilities uh, the absolute best possible way was to like teach myself how to write features and you know really in a way that meant like i, I knew what i was doing beyond just you know like a vanity type thing so i've been doing a lot more writing than i had been in the past i was just gonna ask you that cool yeah yeah features That's, mostly okay. features Are you yeah i sort of I, I thought to myself i was like you know a feature is uh you can make it sort of a contained 
thing. It's got a beginning, a middle, and end, and right. it probably, you know, I mean, barring sequels, it's just it's just a thing that can be its own itself. Yep. But it is much more substantial than a pilot, so I'll probably learn more from tackling the whole, you know, the whole thing. It's just more That's pages true. to be to be working out what I'm trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And a wise a wise uh, man once told me that it's really not until your eighth feature that you've like really got something worth thinking about. That's true. Mm-hmm. And um, that's sort of what I've found. I am not yet to number eight. I'm, uh, I'm just wrapping up number four. Oh, it's fantastic though still. So yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where again, and, and my, my process for that is exactly what it's been for the voiceover and for everything else. It's like, you know what? Tack a little, a little bit every day mm-hmm. and yeah. something days. Um, you'd be shocked at how much you'll have gotten done. It may not be finished, but like you will have really made progress. Another good point. Know? Yeah. So that's 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 the that's the current sort of like goal. You know, I I really enjoy directing. I've done a few like really really small web commercials, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Just gonna ask you about that. Cool. Yeah. It's it's a little more longer term. It'd be like being able to direct things. Maybe something that I've written. Maybe something that I've you know just gotten involved with and was able to help develop. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I love the collaborative nature of that. Like my my sort of working theory when I've done like my extremely small again just yeah. to just to confirm this is not some sort of uh, vanity here. I, they are, they are <laughs> the tiniest projects, but it's so wonderful to be able to share with the team the vision for this thing. But then you've got everyone bringing their best to the table. And like each of each of the people on the team, they know their craft way better than a director does mm, True, in true. theory. And so allowing them to like really go, you know, not to a hundred percent and fostering that, that, that really gets me going. Oh, so that's, me that's where I see like a real, I, I, I have a lot of passion for that. Oh, awesome. That's a, uh... Really, really good stuff. By the way, any genres that you're working on now, do you find, you know, with the writing too and kind of where you want to move into the, you know, the directing thing for, for you know, on future project, is there anything that kind of sticks out as high priority or yeah, something it, else? For, for, for over, over here at the, uh, the film company, the, the projects have tended to be more, you know, like you said, Sully, it's like a true yeah. story, true to life. We've got quite a few things that are like that. I mean, there's a breadth, nice. you know, we have like 40 different projects going on in different stages of, oh of something. Right. Hmm. Uh, that's you know that's across the whole company. Yeah. But personally, yeah, I'm doing more sort of genre testing. You know, like being mm, nice. being the the first thing I wrote was a really tiny, independent sort of like uh, you know it's uh, write write what you know you know like yep. write, write mm-hmm. your sort of own story and so writing mm-hmm. about sort of like childhood growing up and some stuff that went went on with my family that was I thought pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's you know like a tiny I would I would compare that to like a Nebraska. Okay, uh, nice, you know, yeah. fantastic little uh, yeah. um, film, so more like that. But I and then I did a, oh, I did a horror films. movie just for oh, kicks. Cool. I was like, this could be really interesting, and yeah, and um, I enjoyed the odd horror movie. And then Me I did uh, after that, I did kind of like a sort of like a heist comedy type thing, uh, like uh, uh, oceans, oh, but yeah. like ind- independent oceans yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, just wrapping up a like a murder mystery type feature Ooh. right uh, right this month. So Ooh, was it good? variety of uh yeah compelling stories there sir well my my central goal is to learn as much as is humanly possible in a relatively quick order so that felt like the best i felt like the best path nice fantastic wow that's flexing that muscle there that creative muscle (laughs) you said earlier uh you're listening man absolutely man that's that's fantastic now would you mind talking about the albatross game that oh, sure. uh, you know, the project that you te- teamed up was uh, Chad Voss, right? Yeah, yeah. Chad and I, we yeah. actually go back to uh, to college is where we uh, we first met. But yeah, we've been we've been uh, developing it, kicking it back and forth for uh, a couple of years now. Pretty it's, cool. 
it's yet another side project. Yeah. But that's been, I mean, that's been very much on the peripheral for mm. most of my time. I got very involved as the writer of that project. Nice. That was actually, I mean, really, that was the first thing where I was like, I'm writing this. And this actually will become a thing for sure. You know, it's it's not just a spec feature I'm hoping maybe happens. Maybe it's just a learning project. This is like, no, this is this is actually becoming what the game is. Yeah. So, yeah, because the game is called Albatross. It's a uh, a side scroller cinematic puzzle platformer. Oh, uh, nice. So, you know, and this feels like every day you add another genre to the list of what, what's what's possible with like independent games. But it's, you know, it's a real cerebral sort of a gameplay a lot of puzzles involve time travel and sort of causality and it's a, it's a, a brain teaser but i really wanted to and and this was our goal from the beginning to wrap the whole thing up in a pretty compelling story you know you're, it's a side scroller so you're even more obviously on rails while you play the whole thing than 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 usual but yeah just work to have compelling characters and something that was trying to be a little bit more than just fun you know is possibly pulling at the heartstrings possibly making you think a little bit more deeply about life and and living and and growing and changing and and uh, yeah, it's been a really fun project. Wow. We're hoping to launch uh, you know the Kickstarter type. We have actually have a website for it. Yeah, I don't know how many more email signups we need? But we're, when we hit ten thousand signups, is when we launch our uh, our Kickstarter oh, and then wow. we uh, kick it into gear, kick it uh, into uh, higher gear, and and launch sometime uh, hopefully twenty eighteen, beginning of twenty nineteen. We're, we're we're quite close to a a playable chunk of it. So, wow. Yeah, it's that's, a fun project. That's fantastic. By the way, a question from one of our listeners, Cindy, she said, how long did it take you to find the right equipment to do your voiceover work? Oh, that is a good question. It was part of the class that I took at edge studio. We sort of walked you through and because the, the answer is there is no, you know, there, there is no platonic ideal of exactly. the best equipment for everybody. Like everyone's right. voice is very different. Like Max, you have a great voice. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I have the voice I have, which like yes. is scary in person because I sound like <laughs> a machine sometimes, but almost anyone has like, in fact, like part of why I, I've really focused on regional stuff and, yeah. and not really pursued national as much because hmm. unfortunately for both of us, our voice type is not the best for a big national thing. They That's want so that person who sounds like, your best buddy, exactly, your best gal pal, right. someone who's just going to like connect with you and seem like so much fun. I mean, I seem like let, let's be honest, I sound like a total bore. No, no, uh, not at all, man, not at all. The, uh, no, not at but, all. I don't. I don't but think so. so. It's it's it, but it's 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 you know it's different sound is what they want for national. So that that that's the that's the good news is like really anyone could be that like just dude next door, girl next door sound that they're yeah. looking for, right. and then. Finding a microphone is kind of honestly like trial and error for like what works well with your sound. I use um uh, I have a, a similar sort of like uh, timber as right. they call it, right. like a Kelsey Grammer type voice. Yeah, that's you do. That's right. that's cool that you say. Yeah, that's so true. What's funny is and I didn't realize this at the time. I realized yeah. it afterwards. Yeah. Um, I use Hot the same. It's the RE the RE twenty microphone. Yeah. Which is the same microphone Fraser uses in the uh, show. Um, right. In uh, Kelsey Grammer's show, Frazier. So right, I love that, that was a funny after the fact discovery. But that was a that was a microphone I was told was a good versatile mic and worked well for my type of voice. Absolutely, by one of my teachers. And so I had tried like three or four different mics, and this was the one that I settled on. Yeah, the uh, RE20. Yeah, I love the RE20. By the way, folks need to definitely experiment with mics. I think sometimes it's hard because they're expensive, and there's nowhere to really test them. But yep. I think that's really important to find, as you said, the right one that that kind of fits well with your you know your tone, your vocal tone. Absolutely. Quality. So thanks for uh, that question there, Cindy. And also thank you for answering that one there, Jonathan. Now, 
I want to know, you know, with that video game thing, is there any other games that you're working on or anything else that you are, are doing that uh, you kind of want to mention while we have you on the program? Yeah, I mean, so that's the only one that I am actively, you know, involved with on more than just, hey, they, they hired me to be the, the voice of the, a, a character or characters, you know, like right. actively producing it and, and obviously in this case writing it. There's been a few, there's been a few independent developers, um, and of course anyone hearing this is more than welcome to reach out. Nice. And we, mm -hmm. and we can talk, but people will, you know, say, hey, we've got this character who's, <laughs> I mean, the joke is very often it's like the computer or like a general or, um, because I have kind of a serious uh, buttoned-up sound very often, <laughs> or at least I'm very good at doing that sound. Yeah. And so um, I get a lot of that, and there's a lot of, you know, it's fun because in the independent gaming world, there's a lot of need for, like, you'll be the voice of the computer system that lets them know they've oh, crashed yeah. on this planet, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> That's awesome. So I do, I do uh, a lot of that type of thing. Like, that'll sneak into a lot of different games. Yeah. And I've got, there's a couple that are, I, I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about. Again, this is like part of that professionalism thing. Absolutely. Like, I don't know yeah. at what point certain things are allowed to be talked about. But there's, it's, I'm, I'm going to be in one or two things sometime soon-ish. Nice. nice. As the voice of the computer and or the general army people. Oh, cool. Oh, um, God, that stuff is exciting. I, I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah they're, they're, awesome. uh, everything I do is such a privilege, Max. Yeah. I feel like it's going to get taken away. <laughs> just no one should be allowed to have this much fun at their job. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, I love what I do. So it's, it's a lot. Like, I'm very, very, very busy, but... It's all worth it. Yeah, it, it makes it... It's better that I have been working that, like, resting muscle because I really need to. A salute to that. Now, what's on your screen here, Jonathan, when you're not doing this thing? What kind of movies do you like and or TV shows? Or are you a subscriber to Netflix or Hulu or... Hey, what's when do you have time? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I I always make time, you know, for for the development stuff. I'm I'm keeping tabs on all of the the upcoming pilots, trying to sort of like uh, keep the finger on the pulse of all of that. I'm sort of aware of like the movie, you know, all the movies that are coming out and all the pilots that are coming out, and then I'll try to watch stuff that is directly related to what we need to, you know, like we're developing a project that's a uh, some kind of like you know uh, sitcom y you know, multi-camera type thing, and I hear yeah. the CBS is doing that, then it's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go. I need to go watch that that CBS pilot, so yeah. I'm sort of aware mm -hmm. of what's going on there, that type of thing. Just market research, market uh, knowledge. Yeah, it's so critical. Know what's and going it's on. So it's, well, it's a good question because it's so weird to have that be a job Yes. that then I realized, this was a number of years ago, but I realized I wasn't enjoying what I was watching, you know, in my non-working hours. Mm. It was this weird thing. It was like movies were like my favorite thing growing up and in college and starting out. And then suddenly it was like, man, this is like I had this thing for a while. I, I, I can get a little obsessive, but I had Netflix. Oh, I nice. started watching yeah. a couple of movies every night. Yep. And so I'd, I'd racked up, you know, like hundreds, almost a thousand movies in a year of Netflix. <laughs> and it's like, this is oh like, and, and like, and sometimes it just felt like a job, you know, yeah. like it's, which, which is horrible because it's an entertainment, you know, we should allow it to yeah. allow it to be a relaxing thing or enlightening thing or something yeah, other true. than work again. Right, right. But uh, thankfully, come out on the other side of that. Now I, you know, I'll really enjoy. You know, Netflix has gotten really good at recommending stuff. I'm oh yeah. A big fan. One of my favorite. I'll say this. One of my favorite shows is actually the Hulu. Uh, or I guess it's not Hulu. I'm sorry. FX. Uh, mm, yeah. Fargo. Yeah, yeah. Excellent uh, show. I know the writer on it. I cool. adore Fargo. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So. Good, good. Yeah, I know someone who's a writer on that oh, show. Oh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, he loves it, and uh, they've had so much success. That's yeah. Crazy. 
I haven't seen season three yet. I am looking forward to binging it. I'm just waiting nice. for that next gap in my schedule that will come sometime oh, yeah. in 2020. So that, <laughs> that's that I hear you on that. Now, we are approaching sort of the end of the program here, and I like to ask my guests to give a little bit of advice. There might be some folks listening right now that eh, trying to figure this thing out a little bit here. Jonathan, maybe they want to do what you're doing right now. Maybe they're just getting started. Maybe they don't have the resources. Who knows? But is there any advice you would give that individual? You know, it's crazy because we've been talking about, I feel like I've been bloviating about nothing but advice. I know. It's been fantastic. A lot of points. <laughs> so my, advi- my advice is listen to this podcast episode twice <laughs> and subscribe to Cinema After Dark. I love and that. And rate it five stars. Rate oh. this episode five stars anyway. Salute to that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, but... But I, I also, you know, it's it's like I talk a lot about being regimented with your schedule and, and finding time to, to 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 rest and renew. And but I also, I, you know, it's funny because I went through a pretty dark period of life at one point, mm, yeah. and I really needed. I was sort of reassessing. You know, I was brought up with a faith. You know, a very yeah. faith based family, mm. and and I had grown up with that. And it's actually a pretty common story with. I mean, really, anyone's any faith if you're raised in it. There'll be a time where you're sort of like, yeah, I don't know about all this whole thing. And what's, what is true anyway, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's one of the oldest questions in the world. What is truth? Mm-hmm. But it was something that I found after walking a different path for a while that what I really needed in my life was a sense of like direction and purpose and hope that was mm-hmm. more than just sort of what I wanted to do. You know, it's more than just my, certainly more than my job yeah. because, you know, it's for, firstly, I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not literally saving people's minds. Right. I am telling stories and trying to, you know, hopefully uh, illuminate ideas and, and get people to think things through and like uh, reflect. And I believe what, you know, we do as storytellers, Max is very valuable in oh, a deep so sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's it's just a job. And so I really yeah. needed to like dig deep and find a way to have a have a have a sense of like deeper purpose to mm. what the point of being alive was. And so I feel like I really found that coming back uh, to my faith. And it's something that I would just tell anyone, you know, beyond just like and this is like a scientific fact that like being part like a deep uh, part of a, a, a well knit together community, like, a, you know, a church or a synagogue or a mod, like whatever that group is. Yeah, um, is is so valuable and just like a a psychological emotional level, right? On a uh, more existential right. psychic level, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so good for your just soul, and um, that is something. If if no one thinks of anything other than uh, than that advice, I would just I would I would just say you know be asking questions about what really is your purpose and what's driving you and motivating you because i believe if you're asking the questions you'll be given answers oh that is excellent advice right there that's real talk there jonathan that's that's beyond this entertainment thing that's oh yes that's that's the uh the essence of life right there yes sir well you asked so oh I'll tell. i love that kind of uh answer now because of that jonathan i've got to do something here to you oh god i'm gonna hate to do this to you you've been so wonderful and shared so much information but I don't want to discriminate here, and I want to do something here that I do to all of my guests, and I can't promise that it will be friendly, but it's something that I have to do. There's something inside my soul that uh, really wants me to do this to you, but I've got to ask you if you're ready for it. I mean, it's something that I've got to get your permission, and you can opt out, but you never know what's on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most cryptic thing I've ever heard. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you can say, ask, or do anything, Max. And oh, I'm, I'm, I'm my. You dive right in. Well, I'm not going to you know, delay it any longer. <laughs> now, Jonathan, this is the part of the show where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. All that for this, right? All that cryptic talk for this. Now, this fun fact, Jonathan, has got to be something that people don't know about you. So, folks listening to this, a family member, a friend, they've got to find out something new about you when they listen to this podcast. And the floor is yours. I'm putting a spotlight on you, Jonathan, a fun fact. <laughs> the wheels are spinning, huh? They are. They're spinning so fast because <laughs> I'm... Max, I'm such an open book. It's uh, uh-huh. it's not something that I, I I don't pride myself on my secrets. Interesting. A little guilty pleasure there, maybe something that. Uh-huh. I think about now. Let me let me because uh, I have I have many things that your audience doesn't know about. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This is something that my my own mother doesn't know. I, I I can't think of a single thing no one in my life knows. But I have I have something that my my own mother, my darling mother, and then a lot of people out there don't know. Yeah. Well, I was actually in uh, an episode of a dating show. Oh. Just one episode, and it was something that like the the, the handful of people who knew it was going to happen were like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" <laughs> Because again, you know, like I've told you before, I'm not a performer Yeah. In, in the traditional sense and certainly never saw myself as that. I was always like, you'll be the guy behind the camera. So, right. but no, I was, uh, I was walking through, where was it? The Flatiron uh, district here in Manhattan. And someone nice. walked up to me and was like, Hey, do you want to be in a dating show? And I was like, who are you? <laughs> what, what, what is this? Is this a date? Cause no, I, I, I'm not available. Um, but they were like, no, 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 no. This is a real thing. Here's a piece of paper. <laughs> and they literally handed me a scrap of paper with a number on it. Wow. I'm like, okay, so this doesn't seem real at all, but yeah. I was just intrigued enough to, uh, it was a Skype uh, address, so I Skyped um, the person, and wow. it was like during, you know, during working hours, and I was like, okay, this, at least it's not going to be some creepster yeah. in the middle of the night trying to get <laughs> me to address myself, but it was uh, an actual casting agent, and they were like, hey, yeah, we're doing this dating show, and you can nice. be part of it, so yeah. it was uh, a show called Sexy Beasts, Oh, oh my! <laughs> and it was the uh, it was a briefly, brief-lived dating show that was on A&E for just a few episodes, and it, the, the premise of the show is that you wear a prosthesis just like your entire <laughs> face and hands and body are covered oh. with something Ooh, that disguises gonna, what you well, actually was, look like i was gonna no, worry no, no, i was no. worried i was a little worried if you were there with <laughs> a, a sock on that would be uh, no, oh I my know, <laughs> a tricky word um but basically yeah so and then everyone's you know doesn't know what anybody else looks like and so they mm. have either like one one dude and three ladies or a, a lady and three dudes and then you go on a series of dates you know like like you do and and begin to eliminate people and oh. i i was the guy slowly eliminating the women that were in my life not reflective of my actual life yeah but it was uh it was crazy and then the crazy i, I mean wow. I, it's i don't think you can even see this thing online anywhere because it was you know a, not a full season so they're not going to like sell it yeah. or let you rent it but i will say that the twist at the end is i had narrowed down uh, you know eliminated one two and i had been like all right the third girl <laughs> like, you, you, you're my sexy beast. <laughs> now you actually Jeez. say that in the show. 
And then oh at the end, the that's, by the way, that's not a good pickup line right there. That's no, it's not. Never, definitely, just if we're talking about anti-advice no, to no. everyone out there, do not say that. No, you're not going to get laid, you know, calling anyone. a, a sexy exactly. beast there. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so at the end of the episode, the, the twist is that that person you picked, obviously, they set it up where you're walking outside of the building where you've had the last date. And, you know, you're standing by the car, the limo to like go away on this like amazing, like actual date outside of this show with the person you picked. Mm, but yeah. they're allowed to like choose whether or not they want to. And the woman I, I, you know, quote unquote, you can't see these air quotes picked, did not pick me. She walked oh. the other way. And, uh, and, and it was when the, the, the um, mask had come off. So it was, oh. she was seeing me and I was seeing her and she walked away. So oh, let that be a lesson that... Oh. <laughs> Jeez. It really does matter to some degree what you My look like, God. I suppose. And it was it was a crazy time. It was so so fun and and ridiculous. And wow. yeah, not not everyone in my life knows that I was in that. So now you all know. That is one hell of a fun fact. There, I love yeah. that. That is awesome. That it's fun experience. <laughs> you know, that's, that's yeah. It was oh, that's it's why I did it because it's like yeah. well, who in the world gets to do that? I mean, if you're not like actively seeking out and go- going on casting calls to be on these shows, yeah, you know, it's just a random one off thing, and it was amazing. You oh, know, like a crazy cool. crazy time. So yeah, it's fun. That's fantastic. What a fun experience that was. I appreciate you sharing that with our <laughs> listeners. That's a hell of a fun fact right there. That's yeah, there you got go. me glued you're to my seat. You're welcome. <laughs> Very cool. Now, how can folks get in contact with you and inquire about your services or just uh, shoot the breeze? Well, Max, I'm glad you asked. Simply go to www.jonathantcoleman.com. And uh, you'll be able to, like, order my services if you want. You can listen to my demo. I mean, Max has already played it. So if you've gotten this far, you've heard that already. <laughs> but you can see my, my smiling face while it plays Indeed. the demo. And then, um, yeah, you can reach out. There's a little thing where you can, like, say, hey, this is, uh, have, you know, how long is the script that you want me to give you uh, a read of? And, and uh, contact me that way. I'm on Twitter at John T. Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N. John is J-O-N, John T. Coleman. Um, and then, um, yeah, Instagram, too. That's just Jonathan T. Coleman. Same right. as the website without the W's or the dot uh, com. No cat um, pics. No cat pics there. No, I actually do have some cats. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's mostly landscapes and uh, buildings nice. and stuff. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend hates that my Instagram feed is nothing but buildings. Nice. No, that's cool. That's, that's I, take, I take, a, I take a, a damn good uh, building photograph. So nice. that's something that I, I pride myself on. Right. But yeah, it's, it's mostly just art, artful sort of landscapes and stuff. There's a lot of good picture moments there in New York. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. It's a beautiful city. You should yeah. come visit. Let's, uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll have oh, Cinema oh. After Dark New York uh, version. I like that. You know what? I'm going to hold you to that, too, once I make it out that way. So. You know, you'll, you'll hear from me for sure. Oh, that's I'm awesome. I'm on offer. And, and the, you know, obviously, the uh, I'll take one of my uh, guests, one of my uh, previous guests' uh, slogans there. The porch light is on here, too, as well. If you come out to this side of the globe, there's so much to do in L.A. I'm looking forward to that if I uh, come out that way. So, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty good times right there. Got it. We'll make the world jealous. Indeed, indeed. I like that. I got to tell you, Jonathan, it has been a pleasure having you on this program. And I definitely want to bring you back in the future for an update i'm sure we will have uh, plenty to uh, to talk about there but uh i really appreciate having you on the program here so uh thanks for kind of hanging out here in that uh east coast time there it's about what is it uh 11 o'clock there it's just, yeah, it's just after 11 not, nice. not too bad yeah. oh, th- thanks so much max it's been a real pleasure and an honor and uh you're doing good work this is fun oh fun. god appreciate it man i really really appreciate it and folks if you're listening to this and we're unable to catch this live stream here the podcast version will be uploaded in a few days but uh 
Yeah, Jonathan, I, I can't wait to bring you back here and to chat it up. And uh, God, I think it's time to uh, fade out here. What do you think, sir? Awesome. Sounds good, man. Have a fantastic evening. You too. That was probably one of the best outros. I, I like that. I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna close on that note, folks, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That was Jonathan T, as in Thomas. What does that T stand for, actually? It stands for Thomas. Oh, you got cool. it exactly All right. right. What, what, you, are, you might be a name genius. <laughs> That's Jonathan T. Coleman, folks. Make sure you check him out, jonathantcoleman.com. We're going to have some